Episode 53. What is there to say about Episode 53? Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. Kev told me this is the B-Side episode. So, you know, sit back, put your feet up, relax. We're talking Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. B-Side Pod Review. B-side. Give us a kiss, Kevy. B-side. Now go fuck yourself, T. Do you want to start potting or what? You ready to start potting? Is that what we say? Is that is a verb now? Potting. Potting is a verb, Kev. Oh, all right. Wasn't aware. So, Kevin, now that we've started the pod, I want to tell you something. Oh, you got a story? Not really. <laughs> But I'll say this, and I called you out. I called you out face to face. I was in Regina, and I was working on the footballs. And uh, and I messaged my closest, dearest friend Kevin to see if he was enjoying the game as I was working it. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, he was not watching the game. And so now Kev walks around, and he, you know, with his chin in the air. Talking about how wonderful of a sports athlete, football, sports ball guy he is. And I was sportsing as hard as I possibly could in Regina. And Kevin did not watch. So what I'm trying to tell you guys is it's all for show. And <laughs> Kevin doesn't give a shit about sports ball. Now, here's the thing. You have a chance to redeem yourself? Because I have to go to Edmonton now this weekend. Huh. To work to work the sports ball. So I'm fully expecting you to be commenting on the live feed as it goes down. And I will be watching. Just so you know, I'm doing the sports ball for you. And all the people like you who like the sports ball. I don't go for it, you see. It's not my thing. So I do it for others. It's part of my giving nature. And so it listen, hang on before you before you ch- chime in. <laughs> I'm expecting you to watch the entire fucking sports ball game to, in Edmonton on Saturday. And if you don't, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, let's establish who who's playing. Like, what, what's the game? I don't know. What, why should I give a shit about this, sports, this sports, sports ball? Right? ball. Sports so it ball. doesn't matter? It's just sports ball? Yeah, sports ball. I, 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 I don't know Young. why you would, you would ever think that I'm a sports ball fanatic, Randy. Well, you are. You go on and on and on. But you even coach sports ball. I have a very specific, very specific type of sports ball. Well, I this don't is like just all an, sports ball. This is just another type of sports ball, and you brag about how much you like sports ball, and then you don't even watch the shit that I'm working on. It hurts my feelings a little. Well, you, you know, know what I'll do. You know, did you, you know watch what? all the? Did you watch all of lacrosse I did a few weeks ago? Or well, shit, it's more than a few weeks ago. Did you watch all of lacrosse? I doubt it. I you watched. Know? I watched almost some of it. It was approaching zero. I looked at the website. That's what I did. I went and looked at the website to see. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, All right. been, so I, was, I, I was watching the rugby sports ball, you see, at the weekend. That was, that was the sports ball I was watching. So so now you know my weekend plans, Kev. What are, what are you doing this weekend? This weekend, not much, I don't think. I think we've got my mum-in-law's birthday. So I believe Ooh. we've got family coming over and just hanging around and I got a game on Friday with my my kids, my kids' sports ball. 
Um, we, have a, we have a sports ball game on Friday, which is going to be a lot of fun. That's our first game of the season. Will you so sports as hard as you can? I want sports. I'm going to encourage other people to sports. If I start sports well, in with um, under 15 to under 19 female athletes, I'll probably get in trouble, Randy. Really? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, then you just do your best sportsing from the sidelines and, okay. and encourage them to sports. Okay. And I'll tell you this one thing here. If I'm just going to give you a little bit of advice because I've really become quite knowledgeable in all the sports <laughs> and all this time, tell them to just to really give it a good solid kick. That's probably the best advice I can give. <laughs> the ball, not another person or anything. Okay. Good. Okay. So kick, kick it. The coaching point for this weekend is going to be kick yeah. it. So from the right. sidelines, what you want to do is go kick it. Kick the fucking ball. Can I also shout pass and hustle? Because those are things that people really yeah. enjoy shouting at sports ball games. Sure, yeah. But you know, you know, if you want to go further, you can say dig deep. Dig deep. <laughs> dig deep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watch them in the corners. You say that. Shout that really loud, too. Stay. Watch them. <laughs> dig deep. Watch them in the corners. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, um, you can say things like, uh, you know, keep your elbows down. Stuff like that. <laughs> I'm loving it. These all all these tips that I never knew. All you see all, all the know. shit. All the shit they've been telling me to focus on is like athlete development and sort uh, of you know psychology uh, and physiology and, uh, those and all all along all I've been doing uh, is shout to them. Nah, that's yeah. You see, <laughs> just come to me for your sports needs and we'll it'll it'll be good. Excellent. There's a uh, quite a quite an important date in the Queen catalogue mm. today, Randy. Go on. On this day in 1975. Bohemian Rhapsody was released as a single. Well, some of the so forty-eight years ago, isn't that insane? It's getting to be a while ago, Kev. I you remember it like it was only yesterday. You can't even, you can't even joke that that's just a short time ago. That's a fucking no, 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 no. And I also got, a, I also got a, a very, um, a very nice shiny thing in the mail today that I've been waiting for. Mm. Um, it's the reissue of the, and it's a red vinyl. Uh, red translucent vinyl double um, disc version of reissue of Tom Petty and the Parkbreakers Mojo album. Mm. So cool. I'm looking forward to spinning that up this weekend and giving it a listen. Cool beans. Nice. Yeah, because they, they, they were they, everyone's been waiting for this reissue on vinyl, all the vinyl nerds anyway. Because like a second hand copy of it, you just can't get them for less than like 120 bucks because they're, they didn't press that many initially, and so they're you know so this first repressing oh, so good. I'm a, I like I like colored vinyl, Randy. I'm a big old nerd for that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of cool, hey. Mm-hmm. Makes it feel special. But I'm not here to talk about Tom Penny and the Heartbreak because I've got another podcast for that. We're here to talk about this uh, this rock band called Queen. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what we're doing here. And so last week we talked about Queen a lot, and we talked about the song "The Miracle." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't care for it that much. We mm-hmm. liked bits of it, but overall, we didn't think that it landed as a song. Mm-hmm. We put the poll out on Twitter and on Facebook to find out what other people thought, and we got the poll results. But as we always do, we tried to guess how we thought the poll would come back. And mm-hmm. I kind of thought that this one would be really quite negative. Um, you went 50-50. Yeah. And I went 32-68. So I thought it would be 32 champion, 32% champion, 68% bites of the saw for the second week in a row, Randy. What mm-hmm. is the poll result? Well, Kev, we got 43.1 at a champion, and we got 56.9 biting the dust, which, if my math is correct, and it's not often correct, I think maybe I might have won. Two in a row. Yeah. Not so fucking want... smug. Not so fucking smug now, are you, Brown? <laughs> <laughs> the smugness is just drained from my face. 
because, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my entire week is based around whether I win or lose this. Yeah, I mean, I, I get I frequently get calls from from your wife saying, "Look, can you just let him win one? He's he's down. <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's he's wandering around all dog faced and hurt, and, and it's just ruining our week." So. <laughs> he's he's working the sports ball, and he's all depressed. And <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Brilliant. I love it. I love it. Now, on the other hand, uh, that song last week, I uh, didn't love it so much. Mm. And Ruddy Rutherford at Fit Light Photography said, this came out in the time when it was difficult to be a Queen fan. They were seen as past it and cliche. To prove their critics wrong, they came out with this bitch. <laughs> I became overwhelmed with... Uh, uh, how do you say that, Kev? I think Freud. it's Fremdschermen. It's a German word. Do you know what that means, Randy? It's a great word. It sounds like a great word, but I don't know what it means. It means it's a German word for vicarious embarrassment. So uh, when you're embarrassed on somebody else's part, it's a bit, why don't we have a word for that in English? It's a brilliant word. So I think it is. Frem Sherman, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Yeah. So he's got that listening to it now. Thank God Innuendo was their last album. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was. He, he, he furthers. <laughs> and uh, JFOD says, champion just by a little. More importantly, though, a programming question. Is Randy's rant segment going to be before or after <laughs> lacrosse talk from now on? Just curious. <laughs> and American-style football blows festering fucking goats. Just awful. <laughs> Another banger, gents. Uh, thanks, Justin. I appreciate that. And, I, you know, I guess I hadn't really thought that there would be such a segment called Randy's Rants, but I did just kind of... <laughs> just one on one. Just, just before this, so I don't know. You know what grinds my gears? Yeah. <laughs> What's up with football? I do like festering fucking goat stories. So I'm wondering if the if the goats are procreating. <laughs> or whether yeah. it's just being used as an intensifier. So I'm going to have to follow up with JFOD on that one. And so, yeah. So, but yeah, but see, but the goats are festering. They must be dead. Because mm. they wouldn't fester if they're alive. So that even makes it slightly more morbid. Yeah. So Alice's dad, Barry John Williams, says, Is this the point where we all dust the miracle? Well, unfortunately for all the 80s queen haters, I'm not going to. While calling it a champion may be over the top, I feel I have to champion it. It's a good song, and adding the video to it just boosts, just boosts it higher into the champion zone. Um, and then he was doing a bit of, he's doing a bit of shit out. And you know, you were sort of calling on your, your, your acolytes to sort of help rig the polls. Well, mm. um, Alice's dad says, come on, you can train, vote champion, get it to 50, 50, if only to get Randy, uh, a win over Mr. Kevin. Yeah. See, Al- Alice's dad, Barry, Barry's pulling for me and I appreciate that. <laughs> I thought we were friends, Barry. I thought we were friends. Yeah, no, he's yeah. Barry and I are like two peas in the fucking pod. Bro. <laughs> Hit the bricks, motherfucker. Yeah, well, on my side, I, 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 good to see is Ian Winnick. Um, our friend at John Lewis Julie says, wetter than a washed-out weekend in Wigan. Dust it. And you know, I would I would venture to say that you've probably had a few washed-out weekends in oh, Wigan. Oh, I have had more washed-out weekends than non-washed-out weekends. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> rains all the time up north. Paul Bradbury, he says, voting and commenting before I had a chance to listen. The Miracle album has some awful moments on it, but this isn't one of them. Top tier queen, it isn't, but I like it. 
Champion feels too much, but dusting it feels wrong. I don't get the hatred for it. Ah, well, yeah, fair to you. Uh, and Doug Curran says, I love how Randy calls extra pointless the one sport, gridiron football, that has an extra point method of scoring. <laughs> he missed the extra point wide right. Oh, my God. How could he do that? Also, the most confounding thing about the miracle is that Brian May has said that it is his favorite Queen song. Fuck six. Uh, and so, okay, two, let's talk. Let's talk about gridiron football. What the fuck's that? I don't know what that is. That's what it's called it's... in UK. American football is called because it's because it plays on a gridiron, right? The field of the, the layout of an American football field is called a gridiron. And so in England, okay. to, to differentiate it from actual football where you kick it with your foot most of the time, it's sometimes called American football or gridiron. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, oh, okay. And so you're you're talking about uh, you're talking about when they kick the thing, the ball through the <laughs> through the uprights, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. Fucking cares. It's still a stupid ass fucking sport. Anyhow, moving on. <laughs> well, to um, um to, to counter that right away, our friend Corey Morissette said, honestly, I voted champion just because Randy trashed football and he couldn't be more fucking wrong. So saith the Archbishop of the Church of Eat a Giant Bag of Dicks. And you know what, listen, and I would like to comment to Mr. Mr. Morris said here, uh, you know, I think I do believe the last outro was very kind. And then he goes in and he, he disses me like this. So, but what I'd like to know, Corey, is did you enjoy, did you enjoy the game in Regina that I worked the other day being such the football fan that you are? Let me know. Let me know in the comments if you, if you liked it, because I'm sure you were tuned in. Sean McGinnity over at the Sean Geek and Fast Fet podcast said, Celine Dion during the horizontal mambo would kill every mood. So that was into, in response to the, um, what's the worst music you've ever um, had sex to? Yeah, Celine Dion would be, uh, that'd be tough to get through. But then he says, I got lost in this song. What are they even doing? Dust for me. Yeah, there you go. Um, and Paul Moody, just very simply from the, from and the lap, in the lap of the pod says, it bites a big one. Hmm. Black pie, not... For me, this one, some nice melody in here, but I just can't stand the caterwauling BV sections. The ending uh, is the best bit. Even your brave remix barely improves the song. 10 out of 10 for trying, though. Wine from water would have been easier. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Uh, and Steve at Queen Rock says, if I'm being completely honest and I actually take off my queen cap, there, okay, I do believe it's off now, I find it too schmaltzy. And if I could only share this one song, I'd be embarrassed to say they're my favorite band. Okay, putting my hat back on now. Queen are fucking amazing and can do no wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, Steve. I love, love it. it. Yeah, perfect, man. I love the way you put it. But, you know, I don't know. You probably didn't listen to the, the remix thing I did. So I, what I did was I took the, the real drums from the sort of the original take version, laid over the vocals from the, the album version, then sort of added a couple of the solos in, and then I faded it out in that guitar, like the change up in the end. Mm. And it is, I think it is marginally better, mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. still sort of like, oh, still polishing a turd. We are. Okay. So when there's no argument discussion needed to be had about Tweet of the Week this week, because it's right here. Um, Leighton Brown says, this scans well enough to the tune in my head, but that head is swimming with gin right now. So he's rewritten some of the lyrics for the miracle. For every mawkish line that falls from dear Freddie's mouth, that says it all. Bite the fucking dust. Of Fred Creations Great and Small, this is the worst one of them all. Bite the fucking dust. March of the Black Queen Amber Rap, we ended up with this pile of crap. Bite the fucking dust. <laughs> Queen were a real miracle on earth. 
This song's up there with their fucking worst. Look at all their greatest sits, then they serve up this pile of shit. Fred's creativity replaced by mediocrity. Bite the fucking dust, bite the fucking dust, bite the fucking dust. So there you go. I think Very that's nice. absolutely bloody marvellous. Very nice, Leighton. And uh, Rob Maher says, no, make it stop. One of the lead songs on my playlist, Queen songs for extracting information from my enemies. Carcinogenic dust that will persist in the atmosphere for millennia. Also, the video is just creepy. Well, I don't agree with that one, Rob. I quite like the video. I think it's quite charming and cute, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Queen rocks Australia. I like what Queen were trying to achieve here with the song structure the musical arrangement, and the lyrical message. But they fall short in the execution on all counts. Not terrible, but not a champ either. Just a little bit dusty. And our good pal Dieter at My Chameleon Day says, I'm a sad bastard, so I voted <laughs> champion. <laughs> oh, Dieter, you're not that sad. Uh, it's not as good as some of their 80s pop songs, but I quite like the sentiment. And why wouldn't a millionaire ask for an end to war and peace on Earth? It's a nice little pop song and does no harm. Yeah, it does. And that's such a great point. It does, doesn't it sound like millionaires asking for world peace? Kind of does. <laughs> and Chrissy, she posted out um, that she was excited that a new episode came out. Thank you. Always, as always, listening, Chrissy. She says, It's a champion. I know the miracle is so maligned, and sure, it's another tune of cheese, but it's feel good cheese on an album full of cheese. Some of it's stinky, but this is a perfect cheddar for my toast, riffing on nostalgia. You're doing this for my own good, but. The fact is, I'm just crackers about cheese. And she says, um, you know, he hates he, her all you like, but she just can't dust it despite how shite it is. Yeah, again, I mean, you know, a little bit, a little bit of nostalgia in there. Uh, Brycey was less verbose, just said, Jesus, fucking duster. Well said, Brycey. Well said, sir. Right to the fucking point. Uh, and Richard Hearn, musically, I do quite like bits of this, but in 1989, it felt a shameless hark back from Queen. Lyrically, yes, it's ludicrous. Mild dust. I think somewhere I've heard it's one of Brian's favorites. He also think Maiden Heaven's the best cover. So not always the best judge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah isn't that the truth? And our good friend Lisa Malloy says, a big fat dust. Enough said from me. There we go. A lady of few words, but gets right to the point. I'd say thanks to Richard too, because he'd listened to our um, episode of uh, the Tom Petty Project that you were on, Randy. And he gave us some gave us some nice feedback. So thanks for listening to both podcasts, Richard. We really really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, Richard. Really do. Uh, Stephen Russell says it's sappy and naive, but its heart is in the right place. The one day we'll all be friends sentiment is absurd, but also such a lovely, wistful notion that it is enjoyable to briefly wallow in it. My heart says champion. My head says dust. Gonna follow my head this time. So Stephen's dust in it. Um, Alex Small utter guff, and it pains me even more when Brian says it's his favorite Queen song. What the fuck? It's so bad lyrically, awful keyboard, and Brian goes horrendously off-piece with this pish guitar solo. It's not even worthy of just dust, it, <laughs> as it's asbestos. Harmful dust, then, in fact. Ooh, wow, yeah. Mm, <laughs> <It's fucking laughs> Cancer-causing dust. Wow, Alex does not <laughs> like that. Uh, Paul Walbyoff says, voted to bite the dust before listening to your opinions. In there somewhere, maybe a good song? Brian's solo doesn't really offer anything apart from prolonging the song. The video concept of young versions of the band is very good, but overall isn't one of my go-to songs. Yeah, all good points. And Rob Hatton says, 
bottom tier shite along with all the other absolute bollocks that Mercury and Deacon wrote together. <laughs> they should never have been allowed to collaborate. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. That's a bit harsh, but hey. Yeah, it's, you know. Don, you go to your corner, you go to your booth, Freddie, you go in the other yeah, way. I don't want you two yeah, talking over the yeah. lunch break. <laughs> you two cannot be writing any disco bullshit while we're fucking eating lunch here. <laughs> oh, Jim C. at Cody Sparkles. Fucking fucked fucker. Miracle my ass. <laughs> uh, Dominic Pierce says, the lyrics are probably the worst found on any Queen song. The only fond memory I have from when it came out uh, in 1989 is getting the limited edition 7-inch, which had a hologram sleeve. That was super cool. Doesn't make up for it being a terrible song, though. Dust. And I had that, too. I remember having the, the hologram sleeve. It was pretty damn cool. Oh, nice. P at P underscore 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 70. Wherever you are, whoever you are, Pete, Paul. <laughs> What's another good P name? Pierre. <laughs> Lyrically, it's wetter than a haddock's pocket, but I still like it. Even that ending. Well, uh, Pierre, you're on your own. Hugh Jenkins says, there's elements of a decent song there, but the lyrics are just a word salad. It's like they chose some random phrases that happen to rhyme. No one has ever thought of cup of tea on Sunday morning <laughs> is a miracle. No doubt. <laughs> and the outro feels like two ideas for other songs they wedged in there. And definitely, it's definitely a, a, a shit edit, I would say. Yeah. Um, Andy Hall, Andy Hall, Andy Hall Radio says, uncharacteristically disjointed song by a band that typically had its collective shit together regarding song structure and a cohesive body of work. The jam colliding with the coda was a train wreck of an idea. Just not good. Just. Uh, and I think we've got a new one here. I think there's a new person. Jan S. at Serve for the Match says, The band was adjusting to the surreal situation of knowing they were losing Fred. I think they can be forgiven that the miracle wasn't one of their best. Yeah, you know, we we didn't we didn't really take any of that into consideration when we talked about this song. We didn't talk about the sentimentality and we didn't talk about, you know, Freddie sort of maybe sort of ruminating on what could be in a better world. But even then, I still don't think the song's strong enough to carry it, you know? So Yeah, and... I, I do believe like you had responded in a, uh, yeah. In, in a, in a, in a post here too, is that we're talking about the songs and, and of, of course, you know, everybody knows the history of, you know, when Fred was sick. And so of course we do, we do, we do forgive them that, but it's, it's still a shit song. Oh, Michael Evans says dust for me. I didn't realize how bad it was until, until I heard you guys talking about it. <laughs> There's a better song in there somewhere. And, uh, Michael Keeley. The demo version of the miracle sounds like a sped up version of Enya's "Fade Away." Uh, <laughs> I'm not familiar with Enya's version of "Fade Away," but judging by your grunt, you're not a fan. Uh, fucking Enya, man! Just shoot me in the face now, dear God. Uh, Orinoco Flow. Like if I never hear that song again in my entire life, I'll be more than happy. I got played way too much on the radio when I was sort of in my—I don't know, probably I don't know, would have been my late teens, mid to late teens, maybe. Um. Abby says, it got played a lot, my secondary school, that turned out to be a sort of cult a little bit. So that's kind of interesting. I kind of wouldn't mind knowing more about that, to be honest. Um, and Richard McMahon says, geez, might have dusted the last five songs or so. Perhaps not a fan. Would champion a butthole surface cover version? Oh, I don't know. I mean, have you seen that? That meme that goes around a band name where if the band name was actually representative of what the show was going to be, you wouldn't want to go to it. I think Butthole Surface would be my, this tends to be my go-to on that one because it sounds awful. <laughs> it's probably just a matter of perspective. 
Aaron Mullen says could have been decent building on Bry's guitar work via fewer synths and better lyrics. But as it stands, it's a miracle. It was released as a single, unfortunately dusted. Yeah. And I agree with you very much. So Aaron, Harry Hussey says, while I'll always make some allowances for Freddie during his final years, this song lyrically and aesthetically feels like a humanist answer to just found God song. It means well, but it's a bit naff dust for me. Thanks, Harry. Blair A98 says, well-meaning perhaps, but it is not a good song. They had so many good songs left off the miracle. Why? Yeah, well, that's, you know, we've talked about that a little bit, is the, the band here is one thing, and, uh, you know, hindsight's always 50-50, of course, um, and some songs just don't age well, but those are the songs, those are the 10 songs they chose, man, and that's that's what we're left with. Um, David A. Wilson said, love this when it came out. The video was incredible. Absolutely fucking loathe it now. The lyrics are cringy McCringely from Cringebury. Just goes to show what idealized idiots we are as teenagers are. No fucking kidding. Uh, best place for this is wrapped around a four-finger Kit Kat anally inserted. Oh, oh Dave. <laughs> yeah, bring that up. Oh, man. And Stephen Jones just says, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's happier or, or not. <laughs> Over on Facebook, Paul Roberts says, dust, queen by numbers done poorly. Pants. Uh, and Michael J. Smith <laughs> says, dust simply. Brian Delaney, for some reason, I've always disliked the video. First time I ever saw it, I had, well, illegally downloaded it. I thought I had the wrong video. Some kid with a wig singing Queen. The lyrics of the song are pretty bad. You'd think Roger wrote it. Sorry, Roger. Uh, but honestly, I've always liked the song when I was a kid. Do I love it? No. Do I hate it? No. But if I have to vote one way or the other, I'd say it's about 49.9% dust. Not horrible, but definitely not great. That was quite a, <laughs> an undulating review there from, yeah. uh, from Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is kind of all over the fucking ice there on that one. <laughs> And uh, Rude Seegers used to really love this song. You guys almost convinced me, but I'm still championing it. Yes, the lyrics are a bit meh, but what if? Fred did not just want to talk about miracles, but also their relative perception. For everybody, something else is a miracle. Might be Jimi Hendrix, the Taj Mahal, or even a quiet Sunday cup of tea. Having children, I agree with this being a miracle. But the one thing everybody should want is peace on earth and an end to war. With that perception of this song, it is still a bit of a mess. But because The Greatest Hit 2 was my first Queen album, nostalgia beats the cheesy mess and therefore a champ. Well, there you go, Rude. Well, and I did, and as I said, I do like that. I mean, you know, Sunday morning with a cup of tea, when you've got young kids, yeah, a little yeah. bit of a break from the noise. It's like, that's a pretty strong point. I don't mind that. It's the best, best, best defense of it I've heard anyway. So, Yeah, it is. Patrick McCarthy says, hey, what's wrong with being enthralled to the wonders of nature and the achievements of humanity? Okay, it's not the Christian definition of miracle. Maybe he should have just sung the word brilliant 527 times. In trees, brilliant. Castles, brilliant. Chewing gum, brilliant. A little bit of celebration and positivity from the lads, except that sappy outro really does cross a line. And so that's from a, from the Fast Show. Again, and that's Paul, one of Paul Whitehouse's characters. He plays kind of like a like a teenage lad type of thing. And that's what he says. Ain't milk, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Some mountains are volcanoes and they really are brilliant. <laughs> See? Volcanoes, brilliant. Flooding, fantastic. Great big waves, brilliant. Lightning, brilliant. Nick Croft says, I'm interested here if people vote uh, before they listen to the pod or after. I would vote this as a champ prior to listening to the pod. And your harsh criticisms. <laughs> While I get your deep dive into the track and lyrics, I'd still upvote it as a champ over Dust. Again, going back to 1989 when it came out, I like this song and the video, 
with the kids taking over. While I'm definitely a 70s Queen fan and don't love the direction they went to in the 80s, this one isn't as much of a turd as you make it out to be. <laughs> there are worse tracks on the Miracle to come. Well, Nick, you know what? If there's worse ones coming, yeah, they, they, you know, they'll be just, they'll be unpolished turds, apparently. <laughs> okay, Joe Fuller, Sunday mornings with a cup of tea. The band is maturing and the music reflects this. Is it Somebody to Love, Under Pressure, 39, The Prophet Song? Somebody to Kidding, man. Uh, no, of course not. That would be crazy talk. I'm taking this song for what it is, totally on its own. I've always liked it and always will. Great show, man. Thank you. Forever champion. Thanks a lot, Joe. Really appreciate that. And Carol Reddy, definitely a champion for me. The video uh, with Queen Kids is one of my top favorite Queen videos. The kids were amazing. And Suzanne Morris says, it's not a go-to track for me. I've never included it in any of my Queen playlists over the years. So, sadly, covered with a few layers of dust. Yes, like a, a, like a sarcophagus. Or, or a, you know, a, or a fucking... What's that guy's name? The the Irish author who no, everyone says they've read and, and actually most people haven't. I can't think of his name now. <laughs> all those Ulysses and all James James Joyce. All this, ah, fucking no yeah. one reads those. All these books are covered in dust. Um, Serena Schumacher says, I like this one, especially when watching the video with the mini Queen kids. It's not up there with the likes of Bohemian Rhapsody or songs of that ilk, but nevertheless, I do like it. There are far worse Queen songs in the catalogue. Um, and James Lawrence says, I don't hate it, but it is a bit meh, dusting on that basis. Mary Cam says, I want to like the song, but it's hard. Dust for me. And Richard Stott, who I'm not sure if he's commented before, possibly. I think so, but... I've championed it, but based on the way you guys annihilated it during the episode, <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt a defense. I like it. So there. Also, I think you were a bit harsh on the lyrics. If I recall correctly from an interview with Brian, maybe on the commentary of the video for uh, something on a DVD, not sure. Freddie wrote the lyrics as kind of the wonderment to all things he mentions. Granted, some of them are mythical, possibly fictional, but generally, I think uh, you may have taken the word <laughs> miracle a little too literally, uh, but it made for a funny episode, so I'll let you off. Thanks, Richard. I'm not sure how we were supposed to take the word miracle, but uh, but I guess yeah. we, we did take it literally. <laughs> we did take it literally. I mean, and, you know, I, we will say, folks, too, that, or certainly I do, I, you know, we want this to be fun, and so piling on something sometimes can be fun you know and and also but i, I also stand behind everything i said on that episode so you know it's not like i'm well, they, deliberately yeah. you know causing controversy but no 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 they they made it easy <laughs> uh, so finally on facebook keith austin says unfortunately i had to downvote this song i surprised myself because i've always liked the track however i listened more intensely this time and though i'm not saying you influenced my opinion change you definitely influenced my change in opinion, I think. <laughs> in fear of disappointing myself, I practiced saying, go fuck yourself in the mirror over and over. Strangely, I feel fine now. So if Randy's recruiting into the church of go fuck yourself, I'll get my CV or resume updated. Uh, I still like the video and the baseline, but overall, it's now a duster from me. So the question there, Randy, is, is Keith Austin, is, is he well? Is he going to be welcomed with open arms into the church of go fuck yourself? Well, it depends. Is he he's want to be a parishioner? Is he looking for a preaching job? You know what? Just <laughs> just inbox me, Keith, and we'll talk. <laughs> oh, most excellent. Okay. Well, thanks to everyone who commented again. I mean, I'm, you know, we, we don't take it lightly. Taking a little bit of time out of your day to just leave a, a silly little message for us. It brightens, it brightens up our day, and we really, really do genuinely appreciate it. So it's time to spin the wheel, Randy. But it's a smaller wheel today because 
last week I asked you, or I was, we were talking about the the B sides and what episode of this season we would do the B side in, and the random number generator threw up number three, which is hmm. today's episode. So we're going to spin the B sides wheel. Well, fuck me. So, is there anything sort of stylistically or era wise you're thinking of? Like, there's a lot of stuff in the Miracle on there, obviously. There's a few songs. It's actually a few songs in here I don't really know very well, just because you know I don't tend to listen to a lot of these these this stuff. Maybe Mad the Swine would be kind of interesting to listen to because that's an old song that they ended up sort of redoing during the innuendo sessions. I'm pretty sure. Um, could be wrong on that. Um, or see what a fool I've been because that's um a B side from some was it Seven Seas of Rye, I think maybe. Hmm. I'm kind of wondering how uh, how well Chinese torture has aged. Was it a title? Yeah, that's, a, that's just judging just judging by the title. Well, it's it it is an instrumental, thankfully. So. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what those lyrics are going to be like? Uh, uh, well, should we spin it and see what it gives us? Well, you know, Kev, I just don't really know why we're not spinning it right now. Even we are. There we go. Oh man, it's trippy when it's because the the sections of pie are so big, and we're getting well. Oh, I almost called my shot. Mm. I almost said we almost got mad the swine, but for the third time in the last five episodes, Randy, we are heading back to the Miracle Sessions. What song are we listening to tonight? Hang on in there. Yeah, so there's no way you're going to have heard this, obviously. Um, there's no way, Kev. There's no, there's no way. No way, dude. Um, so I do sort of basically know that song. Um, I think pretty sure i'm trying to remember what because again i think it was a b-side to maybe scandal or something or i don't know look that up randy it was uh, 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 oh the b-side to i wanted all okay yeah hmm. so why don't we go away and do what we do at this point in the show should we do that yes Do your own research. All right, Kev. So we have Hang On In There. Uh, it looks like it's credited to all four. And uh, recorded in Olympic Studios uh, and Townhouse uh, Studios and Mountain Studios in Montreux. And uh, so I guess apparently it was just, a, this is a jam that yeah. uh, apparently I guess is that they had written songs uh, by jamming. And the uh, the working title was fiddly jam before uh, it came out to be hang on in there and you say you know the song kev I, i'm pretty sure i mean okay when it starts i'll be like oh yeah okay i know i i remember this because i definitely you know i had the single you know i bought the single I, I definitely have heard this song plenty of times i haven't listened to it in a very long time so it'll be kind of interesting going back and listening to this now and seeing what i think of it so i'm listening with fairly fresh ears let's say yeah yeah Son of a bee, let's hear it. I don't ever noticed before, but man, it's a band that I really quite like is Mike and the Mechanics. Not really quite like. I really like that band. I'm, I'm a big fan. 
sounds an awful lot like a Mark and the Mechanics song. Like that mm. sort of synth and that dark tone, that sort of, not minor, but the, 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 the fifths that they're playing sort of thing to give it that sort of tension. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking, because uh, I haven't done this in absolutely ages since we've started this, but I just reached over to my guitar there and I hit mm. E, and it's not E. Uh, this song is definitely in F. In F? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's an F. And yeah, that's that. That is a yeah. It, it, it is dark sounding. It's got it's got some sort of an effect on it too on, mm-hmm. on the guitar and whatnot. So yeah, interesting. It sounds kind of cool. The guitar, I think, like it's like you said, because it, it doesn't. It's not just a straight acoustic. It's it's definitely it has mm-hmm. been processed. So it's I don't know. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives it a kind of a neat sound. I think. Yeah, and I do. I quite like the synth. Like you know, I've complained lots about the synth on the Miracle and Kind of Magic and certain other parts of the eighties Queen catalog, but. There are times when I think they, there are, or certainly when it resonates with me and that synth sound, I quite like it. It sounds cool. Like it's not, you know, I think it's the right choice as opposed to last week we talked about those bloody awful um, fake uh, string stabs, mm-hmm. uh, which were, I think, were poor choice. It works. Yeah. Mm. You know who else he sounds a little bit like too, or reminds me of especially from this era is Don Henley. You could mm. you could hear this on, you know, Building the Perfect Beast or you know, one of those first two albums they released. It's got that same thing again, where it's got that darkness yeah. to it. It's a bit moody. It's you know Yeah, it's from, from the same era, yeah. So they'd be using yeah. a lot of the same tech, yeah, for sure. Uh you know, I, I'm just sort of trying to take it all in, but I think it sounds like program drums, hey? Well, it's credited on Queen Wikipedia as Roger playing drums, and it doesn't say drum machine. It doesn't say mm, okay, okay. I mean, they're heavily affected. There's a big reverb on the like a big gated reverb on that snare, definitely, right? Like it's even like mm-hmm. a, re- a reverse gate or something on there to give it that sort of twang. Um, so I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not too sure. They sound thin again, as all the drums do on the miracle, pretty much. Sure, let's go. Let's give it a shot here. I'll give. I'll listen. So obviously we're breaking into a different section, but but before we get there, there's sort of, I think there's some parallels here between this song and the song we did last week, because it's a positive song and he's, he's kind of, you know, well, hang on in there, you know, mm-hmm. don't lose your emotions, you know, pray for that magical moment, don't fight for lost emotions, all this kind of stuff. So it's, again, it's the same type of thing, but I think it's, it just, this feels executed better because it's not as, it's not as sort of in your face. If you yeah. know, I don't know if that makes any sense or if sure, I'm making sure. any sense, but well, no, there's yeah. So there's there's a difference between if if you're being preached at or or if you're just or if yeah, the, if, the, if the person is just uh you know just, just saying things but doesn't feel preachy and this doesn't feel feel preachy, uh and 
I'm not sure if this if we read this cab too, but this definitely feels like personal lyrics too, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh by by Fred, obviously, you know, thank yeah. God you're still alive, you still one piece, you know, all these these kinds of things. Yeah. Uh so yeah. And I do believe you paused it right at the chorus. So that that's gonna be interesting. We're getting in some we're getting a little bit guitar here, so I'll I'll ju- I just skipped it back. I jogged it back a couple seconds so that we can uh get that in so. So nice little guitar lick and a, a good sort of complimentary bass line where John's mostly for just following that that same lead. But again, a criticism of this, Randy, I think just it's on the production side. And again, it's, it's sort of the whole album where that section should really cook. And because those drums are just a bit flat, I think it loses a bit of the punch and power that it could have and probably should have. What do you think? Uh, yeah, well, it, I, I thought none of that. but No? Um, okay. No, for for me, I think if anything, the, uh, the that I mean, of course, now this is the first time I've heard the chorus, so yeah. Uh, if anything, that guitar riff is kind of getting in the way of 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 the lyrics. Uh, so it sort of maybe takes away a bit of the a bit of the power of the of, of the of the chorus itself with that right. With that riff. And is it is it a mixed thing? Is it could they have done something different? I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'll let you know when I hear it, hear it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a Man, that's a high note you hit there. <laughs> Holy Jesus! I wonder if that's that uh, E five. Hey, that... I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 right up there. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody has ever said that Freddie can't fucking sing. <laughs> Incredible too, though, to be sick and to know you're sick, and obviously writing a song about being sick and and sort of trying to be positive about getting through it, and still be able to fucking hit a note like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck me, hey, Jesus, just unbelievable. <laughs> That's a nice little transition piece there, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like they kept the I like they kept the 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 you know, let's do the change now. I'm I like that they yeah. kept that in. That's cool. Yeah. When I think that I'm sure I thought I think that was in I think that was part of a different song if I remember right. Yeah, that's the one we even listened to, you know. That's a very familiar sounding riff. And it also sounds also sounds like it's uh, would be a pretty fun riff to play on the guitar. I think it might be. It's either I guess we're falling out, or yeah, I think it might be that one. You know, because that was from the Miracle Sessions as well, or maybe it was from the sort of the outtake or something. So, because we've definitely heard that riff before, hundred percent. Well, or a reasonable hand drawn facsimile. 
What do you think of Brian's guitar tone there? Do you like it? Well, yeah. You know, gosh, if anything, you know what, Kev? It sounds kind of like uh, almost like Van Halen. Uh, yeah, what's his face's yeah. years? Uh, 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 the Red Rocker years. It really does. It really does sound like that. And I don't know if you noticed this. And this is what first sort of drew me to it. It was when Brian went to his solo. There were no other. Uh, there was no other rhythm guitars playing. It was just him. He fucked off yeah. into his solo. And you so you just heard Deaky just like, which is a very Van Halen thing to do, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I mean, I, I, I like it, but you know, I mean, I've always liked the tone of, of that era of Van Halen on, on guitars. Very, very processed. Yeah. Uh, but there again, stylistically, that's what people were doing in this, in this, in this time. Yeah. And Brian was a big admirer of, of Eddie, obviously, and, and vice versa. So mm-hmm. you'll get those little bleed overs between bands, right? That happens oh. all the time. It's, it's and it should be. Like, the Beach Boys weren't listening to the Beatles and the Stones weren't <laughs> listening to the, you know, I mean, of course they were. They're all listening yeah. to each other. So we're getting a time signature change though here. Oh, so we're a bit more movement in the song here. So we got. Am I going to, oh, can I still tap on the ones and the fours? The I, twos? Which ones? Should, I'm not sure where to, where to clap, Kev. <laughs> you and <laughs> I'd say 50% of concert goers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like that outro. Yeah. And that's, okay, you've, you've it's, it's what the Miracle should have done. We, and we talked about this last week. You've changed things up and you've gone to this kind of guitar-led section of the song. Finish yeah. it there. That's great. Just a half, doesn't just a half time. Hash- yeah. It sounds like it was just a halftime version of the riff, right? I, or, some, you know, or close yeah. to it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Okay, well, what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to listen to this again now um, for both Randy and I this time because I do definitely remember this song, obviously. Uh, I shouldn't say obviously. I do remember this song. I've definitely listened to this song a whole bunch of times. Um, so we're going to listen to it again through, all the way through, um, just so that we can make notes and come up with something vaguely intelligent, hopefully, Randy, to say at the end of the uh, at the end of the listen through. You supply the intelligence, and I'll supply the blabbering on. That sounds like a good arrangement to me. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about that I just like. I like this moody intro. Yeah. The, uh, the totally brown sound. <laughs> totally, totally Eddie. Eddie <laughs> outro. Eddie guitar sounds. Yeah. I would agree completely. Well, I, guess I, don't have to, I guess I don't have to agree because I think I said it first. <laughs> you don't have to say, yeah. Okay, well. There we go. We've we've listened to it and dissected it, and then listened to it again to actually just listen to it without me blathering on all over the place. So, at this point of the proceedings, we we vote, Randy, on oh, this song. Sh- what really? When? Now? I, what? No, no. At which at which point? This point? This point here. You can't see, <gasps> folks, but I'm pointing. Oh fuck! That's called a visual pun. Not a very good one, but a visual pun nonetheless. <laughs> so, Randy, uh, you voted first last week. So I'll, I guess I got to vote first this week, really. Well, son of a bee. So Kevin, I have to, a little question for you. Do, you. do you have a second? Do you mind if mm-hmm. I ask a question? Yeah. Like you, you have a minute? Yeah, I got a minute. Yeah. 
Okay. Should I text you and make sure you're clear or? Oh, I don't have my phone with me. Maybe, maybe send me something on Facebook messenger. Okay. 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 So did you get my message or you, you got a second? Yeah. Yeah. I got a second. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So hang on in there. Does this one bite the dust or is this a champion? With caveats. This is one of the ones where I don't know how you're going to vote. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm hovering between my two little sound clips here because I don't know which one is going to be. You don't we'll know f- exactly where I'm going. Like, what's like, if you had to guess, if you had to guess where I was going, where would you say I was going? Well, I don't want to influence your decision though. Oh, no, I, cause, no, no, I'm firm. I'm firm. You're firm? I, know where I'm, I know where I'm going. Yeah. I think you're going to dust it, but I will ask okay. you anyway. Okay. Is this a champion, Randy, or are you going to send this one into the dust pile? Does it bite the dust? Ah, uh, we're all simpatico again. Isn't it lovely? I know. I know. In a way, I kind of don't like it. Like, I'd rather <laughs> have someone to, 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 you know, row against. But I'll tell you this. I think, like you said, what this song has that the last week's song didn't have is, is it just in the lyrics, there's just so much more honesty. Uh, it's it just, there's so much more personal yeah. It just really hit home. I mean, there, you know, it's not Shakespeare, but I mean, it's it's a pop rock tune. So yeah, uh, so that and and you know, for me, then I think I think Bride is some really cool, cool guitar work. Is like, I mean, I love the riff. Uh, I had been sort of questioning whether Rog was playing the drums or whether it was a machine. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin and I just on a further inspection, I forget exactly right before they came on the bridge. There's a kind of a late sort of a late snare hit. Uh, not nothing too serious, but I mean, if it was a machine, that simply wouldn't be there. So that's definitely yeah. is Raj playing. You know, the keyboards aren't too cheesy, aren't too out front. You know, is it is it my favorite Queen song? Yeah, it's definitely not my favorite Queen song. Uh, Freddie sings the shit out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, just you know, pr- pretty pr- honestly, honestly, I'm I'm actually surprised. If I'm being truthful with you, uh, I'm surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. Yeah, and uh, Diki does some nice work in it too. Rogers even got a even got a kind of a solid fill coming in out of in and out of some a few of those little bits and pieces. So yeah, so a, a champion for me. That's sort of my my logic. Yeah, I think again, what this song got. It, there's there's so many parallels with last week's song with the miracle where you've got some different sections. You've got these transitions and whatnot. But I just think they work better here. I think the sections themselves are more interesting. And I think that's yeah. where I'm, I'm sort of into the champion. Probably, you know, that 55%, maybe something. But sure, yeah. It, there's enough in there that I think, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, I like that bit. Oh, I like that bit. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting bits. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, what is that? There's none of that really, right? Is it a great song overall? Well, no, it wasn't finished. Yeah. It's a B side. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. it's a bit loosey goosey at the end. Maybe not yeah. in a bad way because it's a rock and roll song at the end. It gets, you know, into the breakdown. But I don't mind that. And, and you're right. Like Roger's just behind the beat when they come into that C section, right? But again, Mm-hmm. fucking Keith Moon was almost never on the one when he comes out of, when he came out of a fill. So it's like, okay, well you're allowed uh, to be a little bit. And I really like, I really like the halftime outro, which was kind yeah. of what I think maybe they were sort of trying to do uh, with the miracle, yeah. uh, which they, they didn't do. They, they fucked it up, but, but here they actually just played it. Like, you know I mean? They're all yeah. accomplished musicians. It just, okay, guys, here, you know, at the, at the end, let's go fucking halftime. And I mean, you know, it's not that hard <laughs> uh, and, and they, and they nail it. So, and again, no, I, and I'm, a, I'm a I'm a fan of the I'm 
fan of Bry's tones, man. I think yeah. he really got some really cool. I'm not sure what he was playing uh, in this era of his life, amp wise and guitar wise, but yeah, yeah, it sounds great. What well, it's I like the they said that it's got a it's not quite it's not swung exactly, but it's it's almost got that feel to it in, in that halftime section, right? Where it does have a bit more. It feels a bit sexier. It's got a bit of you know soul in it. Where and again, yeah. when we listen to the rest of the miracle, you know, people have said to us online, and I've said to you even that there are definitely weaker songs on this album. And yeah. when you get a song like this, a bit more work on this one, this should have replaced. I'd argue probably four songs on this record. This one is a yeah. more interesting and a better song than so. Right. Well, so I'm no expert in the in, yeah. in the, the, the in that album, but yeah, this is this is a solid tune. And actually, you know what? I just had a thought just as you were as you were talking. Sorry. So. You know, the outro going into the halftime section, to me, like if you were to see Queen live, you know, in this era, yeah. they would take that outro section and Brian would lay a fucking face melter and they would make this four minute song into a, a an eight minute song or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got, it's got that, that good, that good feeling about it and that, that sort of, you know, I, so I could really see how this would work live too. Uh, that that riff is really catchy in the middle. That doodle doodle yeah, that whole bit, right? It's super cool. Well, yeah, they said the outro is because those big fat major key chords, right? It's just, I mean, it's first, fourth, and fifth. There's nothing, they're not breaking any sort of new ground with it, but it, like you said, it works because it's coming on the end of this song that's already taken a couple of different directions. And again, I mean, that ending, that halftime ending, and the the noodly noodly doodly doodly bit in the middle. I yeah. don't think you would guess that that's where this song is going to go from the intro because the intro is pure eighties and it's almost like you know what it reminds me of is that I was trying to think I was trying to think of the right words to use as we were listening through again. It's kind of like a a low budget Sylvester Stallone movie where he's kind of walking through a smoky warehouse and he's got his gun out and he's you know it's all tense and it's the final scene in the movie. It's right. got that kind of right. feel to it, but I kind of like that because yeah. you know again it's nostalgic for me as you said. I think the the synths work here. They they pick the right sounds, which is. Always the crucial thing. Like I said, the only my only slight criticism is that I think the mix probably could be better. And like you said, I mean the, the riff sort of jars with the lyrics a little bit. Maybe they could have separated those out. But but overall, I mean, it's a fun song. I quite like it. I'm probably yeah. gonna listen to this more often now. And the synths aren't front and center either, which yeah. you know, which is which is good. They kind of put them in the background. But I was gonna say, and I mean, there again, this is absolutely one hundred percent pure speculation, nothing more. Uh, but I bet you that song was written around that diddle riff right and and then brian's like hey, check this out. you know and he's got, yeah. got this riff and then they're like hey ah that's fucking great oh yeah here we go and, you know and they and they wrote you know they wrote the whole thing around that and i'm that is pure speculation yeah uh if anybody knows better i'd like to know but it just really sounds like the kind of thing a guitar player would say hey man i like this it sounds cool yeah and it does and i think i said even earlier it sounds like it's fun to play yeah and it doesn't sound hard to play so, uh, you know, those are, those are all those generally, you know, if, if something's fun to play and it, and it's easy to play and it sounds good and it tickles your, it tickles your funny bone or whatever, those use, that's usually a pretty good sign that, that mm-hmm. you're onto something that's, you know, at least interesting. So, uh, yeah. And we didn't really talk about the rhythm section that much. Like we said, you could hear John better during that solo because as you said, there's no rhythm guitar section, as you said, again, very Van Halen thing to do. That's, you know, the, Ed would do that all the time. Um, and Roger really is basically just a straight backbeat. He's not yeah. really doing, there's no syncopation. He's not really doing any kind of big, massive sort of Roger Taylor fills. He's just keeping, keeping time, being a bit of a metronome for the, for the song, right? Which I just heard a couple, works. just heard a couple little fills there that yeah. were just, just kind of toe in the line. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not breaking any, any, any new ground or anything. 
Well, and again, another not to not to keep banging on. And I promise we'll stop talking about the miracle. This song's three minutes forty six seconds. It's the right length as well. Because if they had they dragged this song out, then we'd be talking this thing. Well, you know, the the bomb because yeah. it is three songs in one. This one, it is definitely sort of as you said, it comes out of a jam session. So there's probably lots of little bits. Hey, what about if we use that thing we did yesterday as the front end and that halftime thing you were just playing as the back end, and then we put the doodly doodly bit in the middle. Yeah, you know, because it's it's sort of arranged that way. Um, but had they dragged it out, I'd have been like, eh, I'm starting to lose interest now. So uh, no, it's you're totally right. If they'd a if they'd a chunked another section on the end, we'd be you know we'd be looking at our fucking wristwatches and tapping them, going, "Hey guys, what the fuck? You had it at three yeah. minutes there. Like fucking dial it down. You're done." You know, sometimes sometimes knowing when to quit is uh, is half the battle. You know what? Hey, fucking that's fucking even solid life advice, Kev. Knowing when to fucking quit. Yeah. If at first you don't succeed, just fucking give it up. Don't worry just about fucking, it. Just fucking quit. <laughs> just put that guitar on the pile of other shit that you haven't fucking accomplished. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Quitting is massively underrated. <laughs> Underappreciated. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I I this first time I've listened to this song, I would say I, I would guess in I mean fuck me, probably at least twenty years, if not longer. I don't know if I've listened. I don't know if I've listened to this song while I've lived in Canada. Let's say that. Right. So that's over twenty years. So I'm, I've not I'm, listened I'm, to this song. I've not listened to this song since I've lived in Canada either. <laughs> I think it, I think it might be going on my playlist, Randy. I, I, like I said, it's oh wow for a B side. It's it, it is a B side. Like you know, like Brian said in an interview that a lot of fans like this song, but he doesn't consider it to be album material. Again, once we get to. A couple of songs specifically I'm thinking from the miracle. You'll you'll definitely disagree <laughs> with Mr. May. Brian, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, often as as artists, you're the worst judge of your own music. Yeah. And generally, whatever you're working on at the time is usually your favorite stuff. And uh and and then you know, and you you know, you know, you know, you've you know, you've got blinders on, you don't really know yeah. what's what's good and what's bad. So so we should not listen to Brian, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so th- the third, like I said, the third song from the Miracle Sessions in the last five episodes, and we are looking at the, because we watched on the official Queen YouTube video, and we've got the the Miracle album cover. And this is, I think this is one that splits, divides the room a little bit, whether this album cover is really cool or just fucking weird. I love it. I, st- I loved it when it came out. I thought it was visually so striking. I still love it. And if you think about when this was done in 1989, Photoshop really wasn't prevalent then, and it wasn't what it is now. Oh, and when yeah. You- and so there's a video showing how they com- composited this image, and it's really fucking cool. Like it's super, super neat. Yeah, yeah, the, yes. That's isn't that well. You bring up such a great point. Like we look at that now and we think of Photoshop, and you go like, yeah, fuck, whatever. We just bang that out in fucking five minutes. But yeah, <laughs> in '89, uh, uh-uh. no, oh, that's a lot whatever, of fucking yeah. work for someone. Yeah, <laughs> that'd have been hard, and and it's flawless. It looks it looks brilliant. Yeah, it is. It is little. It is a little weird, but I mean. That's the that's the four-headed beast, right? Yeah, absolutely. And of course, this is the album when they um credited all the all the album, all their songs were credited to Queen. Right? right. Even though we know the, you know, so the one that we just listened to, I uh, was written by was written by the band and it comes comes out of the jam. And then we yeah. do know that, you know, the Invisible Man is Roger Taylor, and we know I want to was Brian May. So we do know who wrote those songs, mm-hmm, but they mm-hmm. were credited and the songwriting royalties go to all four of them, which, you know. And so I think yeah. that that you know, that, that idea of them coming back together to be a band again is what was represented on the, the album cover. So I, like I said, I, I think it's a great album cover. I love it. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of the reading we had done that said that the the uh, the boys were were jamming and getting reacquainted with each other and yeah uh, and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, hey, you know they can turn this kind of stuff out when they're together and, and jamming. Man, that's that's why they're queen. Indeed, it is. Okay, well, we know what we need to do, Randy. Before we go any further, is we need to decide um, what we think the listeners will say about this song. Um, hmm. And so I should go first again because you know we we, we flipped that now, and I'm I'm going along with my 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 vote first. So I think this will come out positive. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. think it'll be like massively. I don't think it'll be like a, a 90, 80 percent something, but I do think it'll be. 70 to 30 is my guess for this. And I think it, I think it'll be more positive than negative. I think people see the sort of the charm of it and not sort of be too critical of it because it is a B side and maybe it wasn't worked up to its absolute completion. So 70 yeah. 30 is my guess. Yeah. 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 Shit. That's a good, that's a good fucking guess to you. Son of a bitch. Okay. You know what I'll do? <laughs> I will say, uh, I'll go 60, 40 then I guess. 60, 40. Uh, I, I, I might be a bit lower. I, I, th- I think people are going to, I think people are going to like it. Uh, but whatever, I'll stick with 60 for you. Very good. Very good. I don't think, I don't think if you're, uh, I don't think if you're a queen fan that this song is going to, even a casual queen fan, I don't think the song's going to, you know, you know, hurt your ears or anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just sort of a, a, of the era, you know, reasonable, reasonably solid effort from, from queen. Yeah. I think my guess, if I'm going to guess what the, you know, if there's a criticism of it or a sort of constructive criticism of it, I think the intro might get a little bit of because it is very eighties and it's got this like it's very eighties action movie sounding. But like I said, yeah. that just that does it for me in this case. Um, and then maybe just the sort of the sort of the production aesthetic might 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 draw some criticism too. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it probably uh, it probably could do with a, a remix, and they could probably fix fix some of the some of those things. But yeah, okay, well. That's that's hang out, hang on in there, folks. The B side pod review for season six is done. Um, next week we'll be spinning up the bigger wheel. But before we sign off, Randy, I, I got a question for you. Oh, sweet baby Jesus! <laughs> this question sounds like I might need a beer. Uh, I mean, almost certainly. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a fiver, and a key and a sober driver. Now, well, here it is. If everyone else in the world left in a spaceship and left you behind, so everything belonged to you, where would you live? What paintings would you have on your wall? Would you be lonely? And most crucially, where would be the most ostentatious place that you would masturbate? <laughs> So where do you live? What paintings do you have on your wall? Are you going to be lonely? And where are you going to knock one out? Okay, well, okay. So first of all, I'd want to get out of the cold. So where's where's a nice area where it's like you know room temperature all the time? You know, I don't know, like like oh. Wyoming maybe. <laughs> oh God, no, not there for fuck's sake. No, no. Um, okay, so I'll answer these just slightly out of order. So you know what I would do. It was, uh, you know, the, uh, the velvet, the velvet paintings of the dog shooting pool and playing poker. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I have on my walls. <laughs> um, I'd find a high rise somewhere in, in a, in a warm climate 
and that's where I would, uh, and that's where I would live. And, uh, I would, you know, I'd knock one out on the roof of that building. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why not? What about oh. you? What about Mr. Brown? Well, I haven't really thought about it because I asked you well, the question. Well, there you go. But, yeah. No, I mean, I'm asking you. I mean, I'd probably, I'd live in a fucking great big mansion. I mean, I'd, you know, I'd want to live in someplace ostentatious that's got a fully stocked bridge, but, you know, beer fridge and maybe taps, you know? Mm-hmm, so let's mm-hmm. let's say maybe like, I don't know, you know, from uh, Zombieland when they're looking around and they, they get a Bill Murray's house, maybe Bill Murray's house. Bill Murray, you're a zombie? Zombie, you're talking. What are you... You're okay. The hell I am. I'm sorry. I didn't know that it was that it was you. You are you down in the in Lo- in Los Angeles? Maybe I'll go live there. Okay. Um, okay. The, I mean the one painting. I mean it's, this is going to be d- difficult because I'm going to have to try. You know, go across the Atlantic to get it and bring it back. But if we're sort of imagining that the that the logistics are no problem, then yeah. uh, the Night's Watch by Rembrandt would be on my mm-hmm. wall because I could just sit and look at that thing for days on end. Mm-hmm. Um, would I be lonely? I do alright on my own mostly. I think I'm, you know, oh, I probably yeah. would end up being lonely, but well, the lonely part—I didn't answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I would be desperately lonely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, where would I? Where? Where is the most ostentatious place to masturbate? I think, you know, probably right at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, that's that's probably you know, especially because it's France. Then you can just you know. Well, the elevator wouldn't be working, so you'd have to like climb up there just there's, to there's fucking, steps just to rub one out. <laughs> Well, you've got to go to the top of your building, so I know same well, same thing. Well, that's true, but I had the elevators working in my building, but they wouldn't work at the Eiffel Tower, so you're fucked. Whoa, 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 whoa! What's this anti-francophone <laughs> bullshit that's going on? <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Look, however you've managed to get your fucking elevator working, you can get my elevator in the Eiffel Tower working. You son of a. <laughs> oh fuck! That's uh, you know that's completely ridiculous. Uh, and if the world did end. You'd both be dead. You'd be dead too. So, no, it's not the world ended. It's the aliens have come and taken everyone else except you. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Why right would on. they have taken everyone else except you, Randy? In that situation, what is it that you've done? Yeah, do you think that has forced them to. I mean, do you think that you're the one person who needs to stay on the planet? To you know? No, no, I've got it. Uh, and Kev, Kev, you'll know this. Uh, of course, our viewers don't, but. I'm an extremely gassy individual. And so <laughs> they just wouldn't be able to take the smell. <laughs> uh, that's, no, not the, tr- that's not no, true. They, they, they would come down and say, he just did the prophet song. There is no space on the spaceship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what they would say. Yeah. And then they would tell you to fuck off because of uh, 39. Which somebody had a great, uh, somebody, I forget who it was, put up a great meme of... Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Of thirty nine, who was that? Yeah, so it's, it's a it's a it's a four panel, and the first panel is twenty seven plus twelve. Someone writing on a, on a whiteboard. Twenty seven plus twelve equals, um, and then the head turns, and we we learn that it's Roger. Um, and then in one of the students is Brian, and he holds up saying a good Queen song, and so Roger goes back to the whiteboard and says twenty seven plus twelve equals I'm in love with my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I love oh. that. That's actually really, really excellent. Made me fun. Nice. Made that's, me laugh. That's our good buddy, Rob Hatton. Thanks, Rob. Right, well, we should fuck off. Leave these people alone. We talk too much, as always. And, it's, you know, it's never stopped us from just blathering on before. 
Well, I'm calling into it now. What do you think of that? Now, all of a sudden, you have a fucking conscience and you're worried about these people getting on their way? Hmm? Yeah. Mr. Brown? Yeah. I, I'm calling bullshit. I'm just saying, well, you probably have to go piss and you want to just call us over. Well, there's some truth to that. These fucking guys. You realize they're just emboldened when you engage them, right? They're no better than any reaction video out there on the internet. Sad, really. If I were to title this episode, I'd call it Thank God You're Still Alive. Or possibly, it's another song from The Miracle. We genuinely appreciate your engagement. So you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. I'd like to offer a gracious, warm, inviting handshake to the hardest working man in classic rock podcasting, Mr. Corey Morissette, the father of Spin the Wheel Format, purveyor of casting pods across the globe, an all-around wonderful person. You can find Mr. Morissette on any number of shows on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. We'll be back with you next week to chat about Queen. Kiss Kevy. How shall we fuck off, O oh Lord?